Hi, I'm Liz Graveline. As a doctor of physical therapy, I spent my early 20s refining my intervention skills on treating joint pain, stiffness, and weakness. Now in my early 30s as a working mom of two toddlers, it wasn't long ago that I had to rebuild my level of fitness from the ground up. On this show, morning routines, posture, joint health, and life longevity are all topics we'll break down for you into digestible bits of information to quickly implement in your day-to-day life. Regardless of whether you are the experienced or novice exerciser, this is a place you can receive actionable steps and strategies to reach you closer and closer to your fitness goals without judgment or the external pressures. Bringing back the fun and excitement into an active lifestyle so that it's tied into how you feel versus what you look like is what we'll discuss here. So settle in and get ready to be cheered on while you learn. This is the Exercise Proper Podcast. I first want to give a shout out to those of you who have been tuning in every week. Thank you so much. And if you haven't already, take my fitness quiz to receive your results on what type of at-home workout is right for you. The link is in the show notes. Also, please leave a review or share this episode with a friend who may find value from the information in this episode. I really appreciate you taking the time to leave a review. It means so much. Thank you. As a quick disclaimer, the information in this episode is for informational purposes only. No material in this episode is intended to substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have questions, please speak with your primary care doctor. Do not delay seeking medical advice because of the information you've received in this episode. Now back to the show. If you are hesitant to try adding weights to your workouts or you're hesitant to attempt a power lift like a back squat or bench press, you're not alone. If you're a woman, a mom, if you've never participated in a structured sport growing up, then you can relate when I say we've all started from scratch at some point. We've all started from the beginning without one-on-one help from a fitness coach. I know just as well as you do that starting something new may be intimidating and scary, especially when you're starting at the bottom and not knowing where you'll land because you've never run this race before. When I was a gymnast in high school, we never weight trained. We always incorporated bodyweight exercises to our conditioning programs that included pull-ups, push-ups, leg lifts while hanging from a bar, press handstands from a balance beam, but we never used weights. Then I went to college, joined the cheerleading team, and again, we never used weights. I learned about weight training, the benefits of powerlifting in my kinesiology classes as an exercise science major, but that was just through books and PowerPoint presentations. So once I graduated from college and earned my doctorate in physical therapy, it wasn't until then when I taught myself how to lift weights. I definitely had an advantage of knowing the proper form and technique of a squat, deadlift and bench press because technique had always been drilled into me for years and years as a junior Olympian gymnast. But I was still self-taught. I taught myself how to set up a barbell back squat, how to deadlift and bench press. I want to show you I understand that it may not be easy to get started, but by taking on a challenge like this and breaking it up into extremely small steps, you will be able to walk into a gym, find a barbell back squat, and 
look like you've been doing this for years. I firmly believe that with the right mindset and a few resources I'll be discussing with you in today's episode, you will feel empowered knowing how to squat safely and kill it out there. When I'm in the clinic, I like to put my patients through a quick squat assessment to observe the quality of their movements as they're squatting. By assessing an individual squatting technique, I'm able to receive valued intel on any limitations he or she may have. In today's episode, I'll be walking you through the steps so you can make your own self-assessment. And based on what you see, you'll be able to identify whether you potentially have stiff ankles or weak glute muscles. Determining what your limitations are will be your first step towards being able to squat like a pro. So if you were my patient and I was having you perform this quick and dirty squat test, I'd first ask you to take off your shoes and stand directly in front of me. Second, I would ask you to march in place because this will allow your foot posture to kind of fall into their natural position, whether your feet are a little bit turned out or turned in, and that's totally okay. Also, by asking you to march in place, once you stop marching, your feet will stop directly underneath your hips, so they will be hip-width apart, which is perfect, the perfect position to start a squat. Then, to make this test as functional as possible, I'll ask you to grab a golf club or meter stick with your hands, shoulder-width apart. Hold it at your chest. Because generally when we're squatting down in everyday life, we're usually lifting an object off the ground, whether it be something heavy or light. We walk with the object, holding it close to our chest to be placed somewhere else. So this golf club or broom is our replacement for the objects we carry and can be replaced by a barbell in the future when we've nailed down our squatting technique. Then I'll ask you to bend your knees, squat down until you can't go any further, and stand back up. Repeat the squat five times with a medium tempo. As you squat down and back up, I'm looking at your feet. I'm looking if your feet are turned out. And if they are turned out, this is indicative of weak inner thighs. If your feet are turned in, you most likely have weak gluteal muscles. After your feet, I'll move on to observe your knee alignment, specifically how well your knees align with your second and third toes. If your knees fall inwards, this tells me you have some gluteal weakness. Then we'll perform the test again, but I will walk around to the side of your body and assess the movement quality of your torso or trunk. As you squat down, a number of things can happen. You can bend too far forward so that your chest is sitting on your thighs, or you may hyperextend your lower back, and both pieces of information suggest a few things. If I observe your trunk is flexed too far forward, one of three things may be happening. Either one, you have stiff ankles, two, tight lower back muscles, or three, weak glutes. Instead, let's say you squat down with a significant curve in your lower back. Then this suggests you have weak abdominals and weak glutes. As a physical therapist, it's required of me to be able to assess your quality of movement and identify what your limitations are and how these limitations contribute to lack of proper form and technique. And I will always emphasize the importance of gluteal strength. The majority of everyone on this planet does not have enough gluteal strength. This is contributed by the amount of time all of us spend sitting down, 
Positionally, our gluteal muscles are constantly placed at a disadvantage when we're sitting. So glute strengthening alone will significantly improve anyone's squat technique. However, if you have already incorporated band work, lunges, step-ups, Pilates, or kickbacks at the cable column, and you continue to notice your squat form is off, then you can always check these three things. One, ankle flexibility. Two, core strength and three, low back flexibility. Core and glutes go together. They are one and the same. You cannot have a strong core without strong glutes and vice versa. Flexibility generally is last on everyone's list of priorities during a workout, right? Flexibility may not even make the list in your workout plan, especially when we're all working busy schedules. But you have no idea the importance of flexibility as we continue to build strength as we get older and more busy is crucial to our joint health and quality of movement. And stretching gives you the biggest bang for your buck. You are able to make significant progress and fast by adding a simple mobility routine into your workouts. You can receive my strategies on exactly how long to hold the stretch, how many times per day to get results fast. If you go back and listen to episode 16, flexibility techniques everyone needs to activate muscle relaxation and improve performance. Once I should suggest to patients, you know, hey, let's teach you how to squat with proper form and technique. Usually their response is, but Liz, isn't squatting bad for my knees? And the answer is no, it's not. And when they follow up with, well, what about deep squatting? Again, the answer is no. Not for the individual who has zero knee injuries and zero knee joint arthritis. How do you know if you have a knee injury or joint arthritis? During a deep squat, you would experience pain at some point throughout the range of motion if you had a meniscus injury or joint arthritis, especially after many repetitions. You may not experience pain during the movement, but you will experience pain later on that day, the following day, or even 48 hours after. And if this is the case, stop squatting and schedule an appointment with your doctor. I do not recommend ever pushing through joint pain while exercising. Now allow me to explain to you why deep squats are not always detrimental to your knee joint health. When imagining a squat in motion, you start from standing. You bend your knees, your hips, your trunk slightly forward. You reach the bottom of a squat and then you stand up, right? Within the first half of your squat, you are actually placing maximal stress on your knee ligaments. Within the bottom half of your squat, you are placing maximum compression through the knee joints cartilage and meniscus. Okay, so the consequences of performing a squat make it sound like we should be avoiding squats altogether, doesn't it? But actually, during the first half of a squat, our hamstrings kick in at peak power to offset the stress to our ligaments. During the second half of our squat, our quadriceps and gluteal muscles kick in at peak power to offset the compressive forces through our knee joint. So you have two large muscle groups helping to decrease these compressive forces compared to only one muscle group in the first half of our squat to decrease ligamentous stress. Our muscles absorb compressive forces. Their job is to offload the forces placed through our joints so that our joints can maintain their structure and function. We need strong, bulky muscle to maintain and restore our joint health. 
Dr. Andy Galpin, a professor of kinesiology at the California State University, joined with other authors in a scientific review of deep squats and knee health. In the article, the authors describe there's recent data to suggest that joint cartilage is capable of enduring compressive forces at angles greater than 90 degrees during a deep squat, and the loading of the knee joint at greater than 90 degrees may even be a healthy stimulus for the knee joint. Incorporating squats into your workout routine is obviously not your only option to improve strength and flexibility of the hip, knee, and ankle. However, I will never stop encouraging you to exercise with this specific goal in mind. Optimize the way you function. Optimize the way you squat down to lift your children. Optimize the way you squat down to lift a case of water. Optimize the way you carry your sister's oversized centerpiece on the day of her bridal shower. And the only way to simplify the way you lift these heavy objects off the ground is by practicing these movements over and over and by adding weight to these movements. When you stress the muscles required to perform a deep squat, you are preparing your body for your next move. You are also protecting your body from getting injured when you inevitably attempt to lift an amount of weight your body is not used to lifting. You cannot be surprised that you injured yourself lifting a heavy object when you don't practice lifting heavy objects. Just like I can't be surprised my podcast isn't killing it because I haven't had much practice running podcasts. (laughs) Wow, that took a turn, but it worked, right? You get it. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you received some insight and tangible strategies you can use, please subscribe to the Exercise Proper Podcast. Just click the cute little plus button at the top of the Exercise Proper Podcast show page on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review when you scroll to the bottom. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time, guys.